I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. Indeed it is. Here as usual to help us out. We got Marcus. Everyone's going to Woo. Like a shining star. Moist of moistness. Yeah, you're not like, you're not main cast, but you're like, you're one of like the recurring cast members. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this season on uh, Scrubs. JB J. Smooth is gonna be a recurring cast member, you know. And we just we just announce it every every time. I say Marcus is basically Todd from Scrubs. Todd. Speaking of actually, there's there's some Scrubs news that is topical right now. I'm oh. glad we brought up Scrubs. So and it's, it's none of the articles about this man mentioned that he was in Scrubs, but it's what I knew he, him from. I can't remember the actor's name. Let me, let me look him up real quick. Um, Great. <laughs> also a strong start. Yeah. Um, but there, there's an actor. He played one of the most annoying characters on um, Scrubs. He was that the, one of the nurses who like had a short relationship with Elliot. Um, an actor. He was also on a bunch of sitcoms when he was a kid. He was a very, very big child actor. But he, is, he donated $125,000 to the Kyle Rittenhouse bail fund. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. I'm trying to see who it is. Ricky Schroeder is his name. And wow. What a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, what his last thing? A, a Dolly Parton uh, thing that he was in? That was his last thing. Yeah, he was role. in some Dolly Parton Christmas special or something. But oh, yeah, boy. he was in a couple sitcoms when he, was a, when he was a child actor. He was, what I knew him from was Scrubs. And it, it was so weird. It was like, actor Ricky Schroeder donates. And I'm like... I don't know who this man is, and it's like he was on Growing Ties or some dumb. It's just it's a, some dumb child actor the role. crossover. We all and I'm like Growing I'm like, Ties. But I saw his picture and I'm like, I know this guy is something. Who the fuck is he? And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, he's the fucking annoying piece of shit from Scrubs. Got Wasn't it. he the nurse that like wore pink? And his whole thing was he was kind of effeminate, yep. and everybody was, that was the one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so he didn't the guy from uh, what was it the the pillow the pillow CEO didn't he also pay into that? He did. Pillow. He did. My pillow. Uh, my my pillow. Guy. The my pillow guy. The my pillow. No. A million dollars he gave. Yes, they both put up money to get him out. How is it crazy that that kid got two million dollars in bail? <sighs> How crazy is you can walk free after killing two people? Yeah, and people will defend you to no end. Yeah. Man, must have been great. He also now has a corporate sponsorship from Black Rifle Coffee. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? The the coffee for men who like to kill people. So, the thing that I heard, and I'm not sure how true 
any of this is, and if it even if it even matters. But I heard that, I read an article that was about Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, fiance slash not fiance because apparently he was he had been he had a, she had a restraining order against him for domestic abuse or whatever. Um, the day apparently a couple months before all the protests, he tried to contact her even though she had a no contact uh, uh, restraining order. He got put in jail for a little bit got out, and then he had to seek help at a psychiatric facility. And the day he got out of the psychiatric facility is the day that the protests happened and he went there and shot people. Yeah. Wow. And if all that's true, which I, I, I think the article was pretty reputable, why are we not talking about that? Well, I think what ha- I think, I do know this. Kyle Rittenhouse's mother bought him the rifle using, using her $1,200 stimulus check. the jet. COVID-19 wow. money. Man, she, how American is that? She clearly didn't need it. Holy fuck. <laughs> Using your plague dollars to buy a gun so you can kill people in <laughs> a protest for Black Lives Matter. So yeah. Um, Amazing. Ricky Schroeder and my pillow guy. Uh, you can uh, burn for all I care. Uh, it's one of the most fucked right. up things to donate money to. The MyPillow guy is the one who claims he has a secret cure to COVID that uses a literal poison that kills people. Hey, well, maybe he should cure himself real quick. Right. Yeah. Ben Carson, I believe, claims that he is now cured because he used that treatment. Ben Carson is just in a deep sleep at all times, so he has no (laughs) idea whether or not he's sick or not. Uh, I thought Ben was just in a fucking stroke. Just... <laughs> and we say I'm surprised that COVID 19 identify him as a living being to attack. <laughs> yeah. I thought he just seemed like a death like trance at all times. That reminds me of uh not to parrot another person's joke, but it reminds me of the, the Dave Chappelle bit he did recently where he was like, you know, Donald Trump got COVID and they took him to the best hospital and had all the best experimental medicine and he was out in no time. And then Chris Christie is just withering away because he's got all the stuff inside of him that COVID just likes to eat up. <laughs> it's like Chris Christie was a meal for COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, Chris Christie is the exact target group of people who died from COVID, and he only survived because, again, he had good medicine. Yeah. And even yeah. that almost didn't help. Yeah. Also, while we're on the topic of Chris Christie real fast, and I know everyone loves Chris Christie, I want to tell us a short anecdote from my, my life, which was at one time I went to go pick Marcus up from the train station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your train, Marcus, was what, four or five or six hours late? Something like yeah, that? Like, and I had two options before me. I could read uh, the Patrick Rothfuss book, uh, The Name of the Wind or some bullshit like that. Uh-huh. Or I could watch CNN's coverage of Bridgegate that was unfolding at the time. I got 80 pages into this fucking terrible piece of shit novel and just basically threw it in the garbage and watched. I willingly placed my eyeballs in the path of an image of Chris Christie for six hours rather than read that fucking god awful book. Damn, are we beefing with Patrick Rothfuss now? Oh, yeah, he's a total piece of shit. Is he? I don't know anything about him. Not only. Well, he writes really bad books, first of all, okay. that get a lot of praise for no reason. But also, he is just refusing to write the last book of his trilogy. He's streaming Minecraft and shit <laughs> hey, when he should be writing. That's more <laughs> profitable, apparently. Yeah. His publisher apparently is pissed with him because he just won't write. <laughs> I don't know what happens there. Uh, but yeah, fuck that dude. His books are bad. Is he fantasy, sci-fi? What is he? He's a fantasy, fantasy guy. Okay. Yeah. 
I haven't read the books all the way, obviously. I gave up. But apparently the main character is a, a virgin who was so good at sex that he was taught by the sex goddess. And then she released him from the sex realm to go do more sex because <laughs> he was that good at it. Yeah, we can't keep this from the world. <laughs> Sorry. That literally sounds it. like a hentai I've seen. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have, Marcus. I mean, maybe he plagiarized straight from that hentai. Who knows? Yeah. That is true. Wouldn't that be the best? Like, if, like, what if somebody took, like, Dean Koontz to court? Because they're like, we know you stole the plot to your latest book from a hentai. And the court was like, yeah, we can't deny this. <laughs> Dean Koontz, you must now give your house to these people. I mean, what if somebody writes the great American novel? <laughs> like, the defining work of our, of our entire yeah, a existence. A post-9-11 America. Yeah, and it's literally just written from a hentai. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it is the absolute worst, most extrable hentai ever. Like, you you can't even find this shit on fucking the regular site. You gotta go to the deep web. And it's like, the plot of the of the hentai is like ancillary to the plot that he used, but it's, he stole it from the Can you from imagine, hentai. one, that all, all this happened. One, Marcus would never read that book. And two, <laughs> but, but two, he would rub it in our faces that they stole it, that the best book ever was stolen from a hentai. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I basically read it already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You read the abridged version. <laughs> the Spark Notes version. Yeah. Clearly the superior version, anyway. <laughs> Probably not wrong. Um, yeah, John Updike just steals directly from Hentai. It'd be, it'd be amazing. I mean... Fuck John Updike, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's pretty bad, too. This shit's boring as hell. Is he a bad person? Like, I think he's a shitty person, though. I, can't, I thought I heard something about him being, like... Shitty or something. I think he's like an asshole boomer or whatever. Uh, well, yeah. I just remember him like reading a story about him one time where he was like, yeah, this guy was working at a convenience store, not a convenience store, a grocery store as a bagger, and some girls came in from the beach and they had on their bathing suits so you could see their pale skin, and then they left, and that's the story. Man. Damn. What a story. I'm Incredible. I'm inspired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go write my. He wasn't even horny for him. He was just—he just saw it, and he was like, "Yeah, that's something, something right there." Uh, What if that's his thing? What if he just writes down everything he saw in a day, and that's his—that's what he writes. Profound. Mm. So, politics, Marcus. I hear you got some beef with Joe Biden's cabinet. Listen, okay, okay. First off, first off, let's just start off right. Joe Biden is not who I'd want for president. Yep. Obviously not. He's just the better pick of two turds. There you go. Sure. So, I really shouldn't be surprised when he starts jamming his cabinet full of shitty lobbyists. Which which is what he's done already since he signed... I'm so... I'm so terrible at names. Yeah. But, like, the first person he... he isn't it, like, uh, isn't it a guy who is a, a, a gas company yes. shill... Yeah, uh, like, not even, like, giving us an illusion of giving a shit. He's <laughs> like, oh, great, I'm president, let's get back to business. And it's like the head of environmental sciences or something. That he's, <laughs> right. He's like, so, yeah, I, I, we did the research, and fracking is actually good for the environment. So we have to keep doing right. it. Otherwise, we're destroying the environment. Exactly. And he apparently gives a shit, so yeah. his cabinet pick just seems counterproductive. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them right here. 
one guy, uh, oh man, oh man, guys, we got our first Latino person leading the Department <laughs> of Homeland Security. Oh, God, she said, we have our first Latino person. Yes. <laughs> Here's the best part. His name is Alejandro Mayorkas, and he his parents were born in, guess what country? The United States. Cuba. Oh, okay. They owned a steel mill factory that was taken over by Castro, and they fled the country. Woo! The American dream. <laughs> so, capitalist pig. We've got uh, Antony Blinken, who's going to be the next Secretary of State. Uh, his name... Oh, everyone's excited for this guy, because his name, you say it really fast on Twitter, his, his Twitter handle, which is A.B. Lincoln, sounds like A. Blinken. Well, yeah. <gasps> clearly. Phenomenal. <laughs> I saw his like his treasury pick today, and she's she's some asshole. I can't remember her name. She got a stupid fucking name. Who was like? She says we need to cut Social Security and Medicare to oh. make up for the the over over budgeting. Nice, so. so nice. Oh boy, great, good stuff. It's funny how you pick the the less shitty turd, but nothing changes. Nice. Yeah, it's at best like one percent less shitty. Yeah, I'm trying to get. All these articles are protected, but y'all go ahead. And it's hard to get people to not be excited because, I mean, for for good reason, a lot of people hate Donald Trump. I mean, I, I hated the guy. And seeing him replaced by a familiar face got everybody excited. But I think that is making people not even care anymore about the politics of it all. And they're just excited that it's going to be Joe Biden and a woman the woman who's, I mean, probably going to be in, end up being president. In, I'd say two to three years. She'll probably t- <laughs> take. She'll probably take the mantle. But Biden will just give it up or something, and then the first female president, the first female president ever, will be a person who is somehow more unlikable and less popular than Hillary Clinton. And I mean, that'll just be astounding. And I, I can't imagine how Hillary Clinton's going to feel in all of this, knowing, <laughs> knowing that a person who is somehow worse than her became the first woman president. That's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of, a bunch of shitty takes. I was very disappointed in, um, Ilhan Omar today because she tweeted out that, um, I can't remember who she was in, she was referencing, but she was talking about some guy who was complicit in torture and how no one who's complicit in torture should be in the president's cabinet, especially not in Joe Biden's cabinet. And I'm like, I mean, depending how you define torture, I mean... It's already full of full of people like that, so I don't, I don't know what you're getting on your moral high horse about here. Like, it, what is what is what Kamala Harris did to all those you know disadvantaged people in California? Is that is that not torture? Like, I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, it might as well be. Uh, fun fact: the pride of state of Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, has become the first person in the, <clears throat> our Congress. To uh, uh, reference the uh, Ilhan Omar married her brother conspiracy theory. Oh yes, uh, on Twitter. Oh. Um. Uh. By the way, real quick, I have one pick here from the from the Joe Biden cabinet. No confirmation needed for uh, the director of the Office of Public Engagement, Cedric Richmond, who is a, uh, a five term congressman from Louisiana, who also happens to have the record of taking the most money from oil and gas companies in Louisiana. Oh, hey, yes. Cool. See, that's the one thing. Doing though. great. That's the thing about Trump's cabinet is, I mean, obviously it was terrible and shitty, but it was full of people who like their names, like Steve Bannon. Like people know who Steve Bannon was, and they knew he was shitty before he became as part of politics. 
So people, people could be mad about it. But he, Joe Biden is choosing a guy, people whose names are Robert, Patrick Rothfuss. He's choosing people whose names are so boring you don't care and you never cared about this person. But they're just as bad as the other guys. Hey guys, guess who the special presidential envoy for climate is? Let me guess. His name is Louis Stevenson. <laughs> Unfortunately, Seth, his name is John Kerry. Oh, even more boring. <laughs> The actual man who lost 2004. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wow. Very fun, though. Uh, but yeah, that's what we have that are pretty much the big names right now. There are a couple people on here that are just like, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have our first woman director, director of national intelligence. Great. Fantastic. Yay, but we still have a uh, national intelligence division that is spying on not only our people, but people from other countries as well. Yeah. So the Biden, the whole Biden thing. Push him left, pull him. It was all just lies and bullshit. And and then the uh, the movement to not concede the election is still going on. <laughs> Christ! They are still not giving up the presidency. Yes, there actually has been breaking news on that front. Okay, wow. Uh, about an, about thirty minutes before the podcast, well, on like Friday, Joe Biden and his team posted this like thing begging for money because they don't, they're not, apparently the way it is, is like the current president has to say they lost and then that will authorize the governmental body that does transitions to start giving money to the other team to help them get on, get up to speed, yeah. right? Well, they, when Trump wasn't saying that, so they, they weren't allowed to, so they, they were begging for money. They were asking us for money, hmm. us for money to help Joe Biden continue funding his transition team. And I'm like, go fucking ask Bill Gates. I'm sure he'll give it to you. Yeah, right. He'll do it. We're not talking about Rashida Jones about is inequality inevitable. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates or Steve Ballmer or any of those guys. Like, get the money from them. But about half an hour ago, Trump did finally give authorization to them to start the transition. Wow. Oh. He's not conceding the election, <laughs> but he's given the authorization to, to start with the the transition. The so why is he dragging this out? Like. He loses. Get over it. Move on. Go back to your hotel. Well, you're not excited to see uh, Rudy Giuliani leak more brown fluid from oh his temples on TV? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, People said it was hair dye, but I don't know. I don't know what's under his skin, to be honest. Right. <laughs> Who knows what that kind of stuff could have been? Has anyone fallen further and harder in 20 years than Rudy Giuliani? Rudy Geology. <laughs> Geology. That's gotta be an SNL character, right? Uh, Come on. Yeah. I saw a Time cover from 2002 where it was like him standing on top of a building like yeah. calling him like the Rock of America. Yeah, and he something. looked like The Rock. He looked like Dwayne The Rock Johnson back then. And now look at him. <laughs> look at him. Look at what's happened. Yes, now he's hit rock bottom. Oh. <laughs> he's blowing his boogers into napkins and rubbing them on his face <laughs> yeah, and shit. He's, like, he's, he's, a fu- he's a fucking mess, my man. Like, <laughs> what? what is going on with this guy? Sweating profusely. His son has COVID. Was standing three feet from him a couple days ago. It's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, wonderful. Marcus, you're not, you're not excited to see more of that circus for as long as you can? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just, no. I'm done. <laughs> We've had four years of it. I'm, I'm good. I, I never watched that movie uh, Marriage Story, but apparently there's a scene that everyone has memed where a guy goes like, I wake up every morning. I wake up in the morning, and every day it's like something. Yeah. And someone posted how Georgia just on like Friday certified election results again, and they were like, "Every day I wake up and it's the election." <laughs> also, I urge you to 
to watch Marriage Story, my man. I love that movie. Okay. I really, really wish you would watch it and not let the dumb internet commenters get you to make make you think it's bad. I like the meme. The meme's yeah, good. Yeah. Movie's better. Memes make him bang on the wall. It's a good meme. <laughs> Which one? Where he bangs on the wall. Oh yeah, that's a great one. The, the meme on that's that one's stuff. hilarious. See, that's what Netflix should do. Instead of that dumb clipping shit, they should just make memes out of their shows. What clipping mm-hmm. stuff do you? What you have? Remember you said that Netflix had like an a clipping or the instant the instant replay. Okay, but they they that? gave up on that very quickly. But yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, they did have a function where it was like you'd watch a movie and it would be like, "Do you want to watch that part again?" I'm like, "No, this is <laughs> there's no movie here." Meanwhile, Amazon is literally funding their own like the boys episode four analysis videos. Yeah, they're having their own talking Talking Dead kind of thing going on. That's insane. I mean, they do what that. Is, Netflix does that with like Stranger Things. They just they do it with all their like bigger shows. People do. But why? They got do it on fucking uh, the Star Trek, the Ready Room with Will fucking Wheaton. Do people actually watch those? Like, what what's the value? Enough people Great do. Question. First of all, the I'm sure the production cost is very low, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, especially like on these streaming shows, I bet they fucking just bake it into the actors' contract. So you got to do at least two episodes of the analysis show, and then. I mean, Will Wheaton. I love the guy, but goddamn, what could what on earth can he demand right now? <laughs> as far as contract, I'm sure he gets. I'm sure a man gets paid, but it's not that much. Right. It's been a minute since I've seen Will. The last thing I saw him in. <laughs> I love that you're on a first name basis with him. By the way. Oh no, yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, me and Will, we we go way back. You and Lavar. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what was it? It was a freaking Facebook ad. About some board game with wolves. I was like... Oh yeah, he's the board game guy. (laughs) I was like, Will, this game sounds boring, but hey, you do you. But, yeah. Bagman get paid. Um, So, here's a question for you guys. Talking about corporations trying to use their their employees for stuff. That it goes beyond their job. Did you see what happened to the Sherwin-Williams guy? (laughs) Okay, so I, I, I read briefly about this. So basically there was a guy on TikTok who would mix paint together or something. And then he got a job at Sherwood Williams, or he already worked at Sherwood Williams. I can't remember which one. And then they fired him for being good at his job. Is that well, what happened? He had one point, he had 1.2 million followers on TikTok, yeah. And he had paint mixing videos, which he, which he made as, on, on the clock at Sherwood Williams. He would film himself mixing paint and like being very enthusiastic, but he liked his job and Sherwood Williams found out and fired him. Why? He had millions of views. Free advertising, free real estate, my man. Garbage. It's ab- they like, oh, he he used like a company equipment and did it on his working hours, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is when you give him a better job and let him do right. this more because who the fuck care? What what person under the age of twenty knows what Sherwin Williams is? What what Great person? Question. Probably these kids on TikTok who didn't know before. Yeah, stupid. However, I've discovered one thing. One million followers on TikTok is like 10 followers on Twitter. Like, the people, like, no, no, for real. You go on TikTok and like, like, let's say, you know, the the most popular YouTubers, let's say, have like 20 million subscribers. And that's like upper echelon 0.0000001% of YouTube. On TikTok, you fucking throw something at the wall and you find 
50 people with 20 million followers, 50 people with 50 million followers. It's crazy. I'm not sure why. So I'm not sure if there's a bunch of bots or what, but it seems to be so fucking easy to get millions of followers. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I could do it. I'm just saying it's much more common than it is on other things to have a million of something on that platform. But it is still impressive. And fuck Sherman Williams for hi- for firing somebody who obviously had initiative at a dead company. Yeah, it says right here that he he tried to reach out to the company to ask about you know working in PR or whatever and like this. They told him no, and there was no there was no positions available. So no, no, there was no need to see his presentation on what he could do for him. Wow. And then a couple. I mean, obviously later, their PR is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. airtight. And uh, and it says that he admitted to making TikToks during working hours, sometimes after work. So you mean he spent time off the clock after his job making videos to promote your product, and you fired him? Yeah. Capitalism, Ridiculous. man, it works so well. And then most of. <laughs> and then another other news. Uh, I don't know if I read the legislation correctly. I gave it a brief skim, but I think that Uber and Lyft are now trying to classify workers as car parts, right? They're trying to make it so that they're, yeah, they're just like a, they're a a piece of the car, you know, so we don't have to give them Mm -hmm. health insurance or any kind of safety at all, right? Right? And then California's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, Prop 22 did pass in California, basically classifies them, it denies them as employees, they're contractors who use Uber's app uh, to, to do work, but do not work for Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft and all other services as well. And so now that that's happened, by the way, guess who was the spearhead of that project over at Uber's legal team? I don't know who's on. Kamala Harris's brother-in-law. Oh, I did read about that. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Well, wow. now they want to take it nationwide. They want to get Prop 22 passed in every state in the country. And not just for anyone who works rideshare services. They want to get to extend it to anybody who works in the gig economy for any reason. Instacart, shoppers, everything yeah. like that. They want to reclassify as contractors. So I just want everyone out there who thinks that California is a progressive state and that Kamala Harris is a progressive person and all of that. I want you to understand that California is the first state to do this shit. Of course, they are the state with the highest amount of Ubers and Lyfts, but still, it's insane that they're supposed to be our beacon of, I guess, progressive liberalism? And no, mm-hmm. they're, they're just as shitty as everybody else. Wow. <sighs> the goal, eventually, I think, is to reduce everybody down to contract workers. Yeah. That way you get around all of our uh, pesky laws. Yep. To help people and, out. And, you know, don't provide as much health care, as many you know, days off, as anything, honestly. You, just, you can just do whatever you want. I was a contractor for Actually, a Actually, yeah. there'd be no health care and no days off, I believe. I mean, Pretty it just, I mean, when I was a contractor, I did get some days off, and I did have an option to do health care through my contracting company. But, right, but you didn't work for I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be much, I mean, and of course, once they get every, I mean, who knows how far this is going to go. It might be soon that, you know, people who work at, a banker contractors and people who work at a fast food restaurant are contractors all of a sudden and then no one's going to have health care anymore. Hooray. Oh, I hope that before that we would just tear this fucking thing down. Me right. too. Me too. Because that's getting crazy. But once again, crazy. We're, we're, letting, we're letting our coastal elite California do this stuff and no one seems to be, so no one seems to give a shit all of a sudden now that, yeah. now that Joe Biden's president. 
Now, there was some crazy shit that happened in there where, like, first of all, the, the question was worded a little bit confusingly on the ballot, but Uber and Lyft had it so that when you got, you know, an Uber or a Lyft, you had to look at an ad for Prop 22 and say that, yes, I would vote for this mm-hmm. before you could get your, your, your ride. Yeah. And the drivers, when they did, like, receipts or hand stuff out, it had merchandise on it that said that they were pro-Prop 22. And they couldn't say anything about not being pro-Prop 22. I mean, the simple... I, mean, I know this is it's not simple for them, clearly. It's, it will be an incredibly hard and impactful decision. Everyone just stop driving Uber and Lyft. Yeah. I mean, it... it that... Because those are companies that rely on transactions happening every minute, every second, basically. So it, it is it does not take very long to impact them financially. Of course, you'll be impacting yeah. yourself as well. But if enough, if, if everyone does it, you're hurting them way more in the long run. And it's just something that I really it should happen with everybody. I, I think it should happen with you know DoorDashers, Instacart, all that stuff. Should just be like, I mean, if if you don't want to give us the the classification of employee, we just won't work. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess the only problem is that the people doing it are the ones who need that money. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And of course, yeah. it's gonna it'll, it'll hurt them a lot because you know you see these support people, especially during COVID, who are trying to drive Uber twelve to eighteen hours a day just just to you know make ends meet, and it's gonna suck for them. But but I mean, mm-hmm. something's gotta happen. I mean, I mean, also people should stop ordering Ubers and Lyfts for the because first right. of all, it was, it's it's quarantine. Just go inside, stay inside for a little bit, okay. Stay there. Walk somewhere if you have to. <laughs> the main thing is we, we need that communication back. Like, since there's obviously no union for Uber and Lyft people. Oh, God. You imagine gotta, that? That'd be great. But, yeah, a union would, would shit all over this Proposition 22 thing. Like, we just need people to get together. Because yeah. can't do it alone, man. Speaking of unions, I wanted yeah. to give a special... Um, fuck you to one of my least favorite people in my my circle of, of interest he's the ceo and founder of the ringer his name it's a sports and entertainment uh blog podcast giant i mean they spotify bought them for like a hundred million dollars or something crazy um but the ceo and founder he's been in sports radio sports talk for a very long time his name is bill simmons and i've always hated the guy i think he is a complete piece of shit I thought he was a piece of shit just because of his opinions on basketball. But he is apparently... The Ringer staff was actually able to unionize last year. Um, and apparently he was never happy about it. And several of the writers who were spearheading the operation were... He unfollowed them on Twitter immediately and they were fired within a couple months. And then people who started retweeting the, pe- the fired people and started talking to them on Twitter also got fired. So... Wow. Mm. Special fuck you to Bill Simmons... If you want to hear the craziest thing, Laura, listen to the episode of Bill Simmons' podcast with Malcolm Gladwell, where Malcolm Gladwell tries to claim that every single NBA player of all time is from Nigeria. It is the most insane thing I've ever listened to. Wait, is this like one of those Richard Dawkins, we are all African shirt because America, human Americans, human started in Africa? No, he like, basically he's like, okay, think about, he's like, think of uh, Dikembe Mutombo and think about how his family is from Nigeria. I can't remember if he actually is Nigerian. He, he's not, he would talk about one Nigerian player who's like a great all-star. He's like, this person's from Nigeria. And then what you don't know is that Giannis Antetokounmpo, who he's also Nigerian. And you're like, but wait, he's from Greece. He's like, and then he's like, no, but Greece is Nigeria. 
and then he just blows past it. He'll just he'll just say that something is Nigeria and then just move on to the next person. He's like, okay, this person. And the entire, this is the only time I ever respected Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons was like, you have to stop. This is not right. You can't just say these things. None of this is true. I noticed a, a, a link between the Kimmy Mutombo and Giannis, and I want to know how about Larry Bird? Did Larry Bird <laughs> yeah, come from Nigeria absolutely. too? Yeah. Um, he, uh, weirdly enough, he did not speak on any white players. <laughs> but yeah. Everyone else, uh, yeah. Nigerian, one hundred percent. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever heard on a podcast. Malcolm Gladwell is known for two things: writing bad books and having hair that looks like something you would use to clean out a toilet yeah. uh, pipe. Being one of the dumbest people in the world honestly who but is able to pretend he's intellectual so everyone thinks he's smart you know what we can blame him for this whole flat earther thing because the book i had read from him from college was called the earth earth is flat so <laughs> yeah <laughs> this falls on malcolm gladwell's plate if you ask me yeah he's i don't even i don't even know what he's po- what, did, what did he become popular for he was a sociologist or some shit i don't even know he, he wrote these books and, and then people were like oh my god he's so profound yeah no he's he's insane I, I the only time i'd ever heard from him was that podcast and i was like this man is actually crazy he said he says something so stuff like isn't it crazy or isn't it amazing how tech or telecom companies can put their tele their their phone centers in india and people were like, oh my god, he's so brilliant. That's crazy. How did he, how did he notice this? Yeah, how did he know about lower uh, like lower wages and basic, basically slave labor that's going on in other countries? How did he know about this? My yeah. God. I thought that was pretty well. He was like, I was in a cab the other day in New York City and my, my cab driver, who was uh, he was from Lagos, he could speak Well, he was obviously from, from Nigeria, but yeah. Yeah, he was like, he spoke a language that wasn't English and I was like, okay? No, okay, and? what's the... What's the? That was it. That was the whole thing. Him and John up actually have a conversation. (laughs) Just talk about what they saw in a day. Yeah. So yeah, Malcolm Gladwell sucks dick. Uh, You know what? I I can't say that. Sucking dick is cool. Yeah. Uh, You but you know what? He does it badly. Exactly. He's bad at sucking dick. A lot of bad, bad at sick dick sucking bitch. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, You just said it's really hard to use it. It's a dick biter. Why? Yes. Not even. That doesn't even bite. He just kind of like he grazes it with his teeth every now and again. Uh, Yeah. Why? He likes to give "Ah, it a little teeth massage, if you will. Uh, How did we get here? Nigeria. Ah, of course, right? Everything started in Nigeria. Apparently, my homeland, of course. It all started there. That what, I mean, it was how, our homeland too. It was weird how he was like at one point he was like Victor Oladipo, Nigerian. Marcus Barkley, Nigerian. I was like, what was that? He didn't <laughs> say. He didn't say Marcus. What? How did he get my birth certificate? Yeah. Damn it! I think he meant to say Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah. Ah, of course. Yeah. We get mistaken a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Who also also Charles Barkley, Nigerian, of course. <laughs> Didn't you meet Charles Barkley one time? Sir? I did. I did. We, we talked about it before. But yeah, I saw the man on an escalator, and he's fucking—he's so big. Marcus, you would hate this guy. He's so much taller than you. Uh, he's so much taller than you. It's all right. It's all right. When he gets old, he starts arching his I back. I'll, I'll be, I don't. I don't know if a man that size is gonna <laughs> shrink that much. <laughs> um, is he already like in his fifties? Yeah, he's already kind of old. But yeah, I saw him, and all I knew to say was, "You're Charles Barkley," and he's like, yeah, "Hey, have a good day." <laughs> He was very professional about it. Yeah, you're right. He was like, oh shit, you're right. 
You did. You didn't even ask him about me. Like, come on. Yeah, no. I just uh, I was so shocked. And then all my friends were like, hey, "You should go run up and get a picture with him," because none of them care about basketball. I was like, I was like, "No, nah, I can't do that." And then the people, as soon as I saw him, he got off the escalator, and people just swarmed him for pictures. And I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that though. I'm gonna because he was trying to get some food. He's like trying to go get a, a, right. a lettuce wrap or something from some place, and he was just couldn't even move because of these pictures. I'm like, I don't want to be one of those guys. Aww. So yeah. But yeah, I met Charles Barkley. I do, I do love that. So that was that was the greatest thing to have said to him. Yeah, you're Charles Barkley. <laughs> you're Charles Barkley. Yeah. Just uh, just being there. It was it was awesome. Oh, I'll never forget it. Beautiful moment. Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about real quick about yes. about some stuff. Uh, famous people. Uh, Obama has released a book. Uh, Barack or Michelle? Both. Oh, so okay. I'm talking about Barack. <laughs> He was actually mad that her book came out before his, just so you really? know. He was like, God, yeah. God damn it, I didn't get, get it to my publisher's fucking time. Stupid Barack, stupid! <laughs> Man, I wish I could find out, I wish I could find the whole goddamn quote, but I can't. But it's like, he was talking about, okay, I'll, I'll read what, you can, what I can. Uh, quote, looking back, it's embarrassing to recognize the degree to which my intellectual curiosity of those first two years of college paralleled the various interests of various women I was seeming to get to know. Marx and Marcuse, so I have something to say to the long-legged socialist living in my dorm. Fannin and Gwendolyn Brooks for the smooth-skinned sociology major who never gave me a second look. Foucault and Wolf for the ethereal bisexual who wore mostly black. As strategies for picking up girls, my pseudo-intellectualism proved... What he says is he never got laid. He just hung yeah. out with his late women instead. <laughs> Basically, he read a bunch of stuff, bettered himself through education, and the entire time he tried to get laid. Failing all. Unfailing. All I mean, hey, I gotta say, if, if you're reading Marx to get laid, it's better than not reading Marx. I'll say that. <laughs> I respect it because I said it didn't work. Yeah. And then I was like, you fucked up, Barry. Yeah. But I wonder, like, but like honestly though, let's say that, let's just say this. Like maybe maybe it didn't work. Maybe you failed. But do you think that Barack Obama can just write in a book? I was I banged the Marxist girl. I banged this girl. I banged them. Bang 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 bang. That was me in college, baby. Do you, do you yeah. really think that Obama could put that in a book and everyone would be cool? <laughs> I mean, he he served his two terms. Like, eh. I wonder how Michelle feels. I was about gonna say, what would Michelle feel if he just wrote that in a book? You know. I mean, how does she feel about it now that her husband tried to pick up girls by reading Marx, and but she somehow she didn't pick up on Al? Yeah, she's like, wait a minute. The first time we met, I had I had my book covers open, and then you you started mentioning all the details from those books on our next date. Wait a minute. (laughs) Gotcha. And he's like, no, I swear, I like The Alchemist. I'm not sure what books were out when they were dating. Maybe The Alchemist was. I'm not sure how old that book is. Old ass books. Who knows? Um. Alchemist is one of the fucking most terrible books ever, though. Um, I like the description of one girl as being smooth-skinned. Man, it makes you feel good, doesn't yeah. it? All those as other girls were to... jacked like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, the first thing to come to my mind was the rest of them are ghouls. <laughs> yes, exactly! Yeah, Because they call you smooth-skinned in Fallout. <laughs> Like at night, they all just perch upon the roof like gargoyles. Just look around. Also, I love the ethereal bisexual who wears black. I'm like, yeah. what are you? Same thing. One of those Goth monster girl. colleges. Yeah. yeah, ghost girls. Man, was Goth around when Obama was a kid yeah, or like in college? Yeah. Goth is eternal, sir. Yeah, 
Marcus makes a very good point. Did Barack Obama go to a monster college and not know? <laughs> <laughs> he went to a college called Occidental College, which does sound like accidental That sounds like college. an accidental college, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what you name it when you just want all the monsters and ghoulies to go there so that no one knows? We're out of something here, boys. See, now we gotta write our own book mm-hmm. to counter Barack's Exactly. Book. There you go. Because you know, there's, there's all those like right wing conspiracy theories about how Obama was gay in college because he couldn't find the woman, woman who said she had sex with him, yeah. Or that Michelle Obama was a man who went through gender transition surgery or whatever. Yeah. I got a new fucking theory for you. Obama was a werewolf in college. Exactly. <laughs> he went to werewolf school. Show me one picture of Obama in college with a full moon behind him, and I will uh-huh. I will be able to say that you are wrong. But until then, until then. Millennials bounty. We will give you a hundred dollars for this picture. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Seth will give you a hundred dollars for the picture. Yeah, there we go. Seth. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's, that's Mr. Money Man over there. Fuck. Um, I'll, I'll own up to that. If you can, if you can find. If you can find me a picture of Barack Obama in college with a full moon behind him that is not photoshopped, I will give you a hundred. <laughs> Damn it, there's, there's, that goes my submission. Yeah. yeah. Also, Marcus, it would be five years before you even got that to me, so I wouldn't even Listen. worry about it. <laughs> Just for podcast listeners who don't know, I asked Marcus to draw me a picture about eight, eight years ago at this point, and it's uh, still not been delivered. So <laughs> if you ever to see Marcus fair. on like Fiverr or something, don't expect speedy delivery. <laughs> nope. To be fair, uh-huh. it has been drawn. Uh-huh. I just need to get it in the right format. Show it on camera right now if it's been drawn. There's no Max way. Literally with arms no way. Is that you pick up a bag of chips? <laughs> what is he grabbing? I, I am, gotta know. T- t- vamp. I'm, I'm getting it. Okay. Vamp. So, so Obama went to Monster College. Um, he uh-huh. might have been there when they wrote the Monster Mash. Who knows? That's true. It's possible. Um, but yeah. Uh, and so you said something like he got butt hurt about Michelle's book coming up first. Right? What was that? What was that like? It's just what I understand is that is that something worked out the deadlines that her book came out first, and he was a little bit miffed that she's going to probably get more press than him starting out because Obama's a narcissist. Why do you guys care? Like one, one, you already have enough money. Two, your books are both going to sell. America loves Obama. They always have. They look back on it like those are the good old days. So th- why are you so upset? Just both of your books are going to sell. You're both going to make stupid funny money. You know. Yeah. Today, today he showed up on some live stream, uh, like a, like a, a chat. Oh, like a, he like was playing Among students. Us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They, 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 it was like like college students talking about some nonsense or whatever. And Obama shows up and he's like, "I got a surprise for all of you." And they're like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "You're all getting free copies of my book." Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Also, by the, you could see a couple of them who were like, oh my god, my loans? Is he paying them off? Yeah. <laughs> by the way, quick, Marcus, update he is abandoned looking on this drawing that doesn't exist. Listen, listen. Okay, I, I checked my drawing pad. It wasn't in there. But it's still mm-hmm. in my brain. Okay. I just have to recreate But, Marcus, Sorry. do you understand how sad it would be if you're an artist who, in eight years, has not finished a single sketch pad? Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand how that, that would probably not be good for your productivity? You're absolutely right. It's awful for my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we should also know that Marcus is currently dressed like a Roman. Like he's basically wearing a toga for some he's reason. As close to naked as you can get. I could 
I could whip out one of these pectorals if you want. You know, is that what this. you call them? Oh, yeah. spe- speaking of Marcus's pectorals, uh, Smith, you you gave us information about a a certain competition that you think that you and Marcus might might excel at. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh my God! Yeah, I did. I saw this today on Twitter. It was pretty funny. Uh, Luckily, it's not Nigeria. It is Ethiopia. Well, we have that's to go what to you Marcus. think. It's really Nigeria. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right next door. Uh, a competition of naked men measuring their bellies. Uh, largest man uh, wins. Hey. And we could be kings, Marcus. Yeah, we you can. got these guys. Those guys got nothing on you guys. Now, of course, right? they have to live. They have to live the opposite of sedentary lifestyles. They they are <laughs> yeah. hunter gatherers. So they they burn a lot of calories. So it's kind of I guess I guess this thing. I guess it's impressive to be able to maintain this kind of weight with their lifestyles, you know? Mm. I guess that's what Now it it's not just biggest though. Yeah. You have to have a rare combination of fat, thick, and firm. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Oh I'm ready. Can't be soft. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> If you didn't hear it, listeners, Marcus has slapped his body. He is ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was cracking my knuckles, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll keep moving. When do we get in our consume tickets? consume only milk, butter, and blood. Is that a suggestion? Wait, is that what it says in the article? <laughs> yeah, it says right here. Milk, butter, and blood. It's kind of like how sumo wrestlers just eat rice, and but they just eat a fuck ton of rice all the time. They just eat it yeah. all day, every day. Exactly. They're also apparently very popular with ladies, so Marcus, Got this it. is our place right here. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do we it. We can go. I'm ready. How much are tickets to Ethiopia? <laughs> um, In a pandemic? Who knows? Yeah, they're probably they're probably free. I mean, probably five dollars during a pandemic. Oh hell yeah! We would probably Marcus. We we would somehow bring COVID to these people, <laughs> decimate them. <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Can we? Are we even like allowed to go there? That's that's the real question. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, hey, I don't know much about this community. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to be close knit. It seems to be that you're kind of born and brought up there. Oh, they are definitely hanging dong in these pictures. Oh yeah, you see some. You see some real man meat in those <laughs> uncircumcised. Penises. And we can say that man. we can objectify men. Okay, we can. That's yeah. right. Nobody really? else is allowed. Sorry, not allowed. Nope. We can't. We cannot let the day pass without barking on the fact that last week was International Men's Day. Yeah. We got one day out of the year, and then we got to go back to the dredges of society, yeah. <laughs> o- overlooked yeah. at every turn. We get one yeah. day for guys being dudes, and then back isn't it, to the- isn't it hilarious that that has to exist? That some little pissy baby was like, "But why is it there a Men's Day?" And they're like, "Okay, you get November fucking." What day was it? Nineteenth, I believe. There, you get that day, and they're like, "Cool, thank you." And they, but the thing is, they they declared that on November twentieth, so they got to have a, they got to have a whole year before it came back. Yeah, <laughs> it's a smart play right there. Yeah, no, it's like the thing where people are like, "Oh, there's Black History Month. Why is there not White History Month?" And I'm like, "Are you crazy? Are you literally stupid? What do you mean?" Well, you'd have to define what is White History exactly. Who qualifies as white for white history? Is it literally everybody from goddamn Scandinavia and Ireland all the way down to Italy? Is that what we're going with? Where does the cutoff yeah. happen? Like, we don't know. As I've, as I've learned from watching Fargo on FX, some people might not consider Italy part of that. Or Ireland. Exactly. 
or anything that isn't Europe, or isn't Britain, kinda. Yeah. Right? Britain, France, those places. Yeah, white history is extremely contentious, and I, I don't know why anyone cares. Yeah. If you're American and you care a whole lot about where your ancestors came from, you're free. Also, if you, and you're white, <laughs> even if you go to the worst school in America, you grow up and you have some sort of history class every you know every year that you're in school. That is what you what you guys talk about as white history. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You learn very little about all the black contributors to society, except for during Black History Month or specific lessons about like black contributors to history, rather than it being just part of our education curriculum. That's your white history month. Mm. There's only three guy, only four guys you got to know for Black History Month. Yep. George Washington Carver, yep. Booker T. Washington, yep. Eli Whitney, Martin Luther King Jr. I thought you weren't going to get MLK for a second. Right. <laughs> Eli Whitney, by the way, not black. Yeah, Eli Whitney, I was told that he was. He's not black, but he stole the idea from a black man. So, yeah. you know. This is honorary. Yeah, like Elvis Presley. Honorary. Black. You know? Like uh, Eminem. God. Um, but yeah, so white history is made up and fake. Like in, in school, like in America, anyways, your 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 history is like outside of America. It's like the Greeks, the Romans, the British, America. Yep, that's white history for you. And the Greeks and the Romans would not have been considered white in the fifties. Oh yeah, and then how little you learn about Asia or what Asia actually. First of all, I if I didn't look at a map, there was no part of my education that would taught me the places like like South Asia or Pakistan and India are Asia. You never learned that. You you learn China, Japan and just because there was a war there, you learn Korea a little bit. They don't even tell you about any of the places in, in Asia. It's yeah. so fucking weird. I mean, technically and Asia yeah. begins all the way out in what we call the Middle East. Yeah. So like uh, like, like Kazakhstan and Afghanistan yeah. and all those countries. Asia those, is the biggest continent. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that, though. Exactly. It's like, and right. even then you still learn a fraction about those the, the places listed. Like, it's so it's so weird how little we learn. What's happening in Africa? No one talks about Mansa Musa or the, the various different you know, kingdoms that were down there. Nope, no rabbins. Nope. South America, who knows? I didn't learn that. So college <laughs> world history, which people don't even have wow. to take, most of them, and I mean, plenty of people don't go to college. So, you know, you just never learn this shit. You can't just take U.S. history and, and get by. Yep. Oh, man. Well, okay. So, yes. real quick, I want to talk to you boys about everyone's favorite mega corporation, and that is Amazon. Amazon. Ooh. So, Amazon has been recently been revealed to have been uh, spying on their employees, especially employees that are trying to uh, organize uh, labor. Yeah, not surprising. And they've been using the literal goddamn Pinkertons to do it. Really? Yes. They're still around? They are uh, now part of a Swedish corporation, but yes, they were bought by Securitas AG and now work for them. Wow. And, what a, uh, what Amazon, a nefarious name for a company. Securitas. So they have been like putting in undercover detectives in Amazon warehouses to like observe people. They've been creating uh like dummy Twitter accounts to follow organizers on Twitter and like and like track all their shit. I mean, apparently to the degree where like they if you had a bad day, it got written down in a report. You know, like they they knew what was going on in your personal life, and. uh it's pretty crazy that this is allowed. This is allowed to happen, especially the fact that this mostly focuses on their European activities. Now, Europe has a much, much stronger labor protections 
uh, a law yeah. system than we do here in America. They're still trying it over there. And But here in America, I saw one incredibly uh, uh, just amazing line that I thought you boys would really enjoy. Um, so this is from an American uh, labor organizer, as you can call it. You could even really call it that. Um, her name is Dania uh, Rajendra or Rajendra, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the quote. It says, These reports suggest that corporations like Amazon stand in the way of, of democracies and economies that work for everyone, and that we have every reason to be concerned. She's the director of Athena, a coalition of dozens of grassroots organizations in the United States aligned against Amazon. Quote, we have every right to expect that our elected, that our elected officials will take this information and protect communities who are harmed by Amazon. Ha 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 ha! Ha! You think the politicians in America give one shit about you? Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if we put as many resources... Let's put the same resources we put into union busting and all that as we do into, I don't know, exposing billionaire pedophiles? You know how many many, many problems we'd fix? No kidding. (laughs) Uh, So they said right here that, you know, you guys know Greta Thunberg? Yeah, the the, uh, um, number one enemy of America, yes. Yeah, she has a, a group called Friday for Future, yeah. and it was written. It was said that uh, that they're a threat to Amazon with this quote increasing their influence, especially on young people and students, and quote growing and attracting more and more people rapidly. They're not. They're not doing anything though. They don't have any plans to do anything. It is really funny how this fourteen or fifteen year old girl has fucking turned so many people into man babies just because she's like yeah. just because she's like i think we should be better to the environment they're like you piece of shit little bitch you better not ever say that in my country i'm like oh my god she just cares is that a problem apparently it's a huge problem i, I mean and she's not it's not even like she's some crazy revolutionary she just wants us to treat the environment a little bit better yeah. People get so mad. When Jeremy Corbyn went to visit uh, an Amazon warehouse in the UK, they literally sent undercover security officers in case he incited a riot. Hmm. Wow. But my favorite thing that I've seen right here, it's crazy to me how they're paying Pinkerton for this kind of stuff because, man, they must love it. But what I saw was, you guys remember Greenpeace? Yes. Yeah. Like the '90s when they were cool and they would like blockade whaling. And they made and stuff. like dope ass like short form documentaries that were just cool. Yeah. Well, get this. <clears throat> Listen to this quote uh, from the, from the Pinkertons. Quote: Greenpeace Germany also posted another video featuring Amazon on their social media in a similar style to as previous campaigns. The video features a woman asking Alexa about the best bargains for Christmas presents, to which Alexa responds that they should make their own presents and spend time with families to protect the environment instead of indulging in consumerism. A report from December 2019 says, here's the best part, quote, As of writing, the video has received over 100 likes and has been shared 29 times to date. The video does not call for any direct action or indicate any upcoming protest activity, but future actions as a boycott cannot be ruled out. Yes, those are not very impressive numbers for a video. <laughs> those numbers would be impressive in like 1992. <gasps> <laughs> when, the, when there were two websites yeah, and, one and there was, was, a there was five videos total. So yeah, that's... 
imagine the bills that that the Pinkertons are posting for this kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be insane. And Amazon is just paying out the ass for them saying like, "Oh yeah, a video with a hundred likes is a real threat to your your corporation." My God, my God. But uh, <sighs> okay, so Amazon, we all know, Terrible. is fucked up, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despicable. But. How about everybody's favorite corporation? I thought Amazon was everyone's favorite corporation. No, no, man, the one that everybody loves. And that would be the Disney Corporation. Disney. Yes. Who posted their first ever loss in like 40 years. (gasps) No. This time. So, have y'all heard what happened here? Is it because of Mulan? No, no, but I'm I'm talking about the other thing that happened. No. Okay, so uh, there's a guy, Alan Dean Foster, who is known in the sci-fi writing community as a long-standing... He writes lots of novelizations. He's written lots of of sequel books and movies and stuff. He's prolific. He's written a lot of shit. Uh, He recently stopped receiving royalty checks Mm. from Disney. For his books he wrote. He actually wrote the first Star Wars sequel, uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, back in like 1978. Yep. So like literally the first novel. Um, and when he asked why he was not receiving any more of his royalty checks, they claim that when they bought Lucasfilm, they bought the assets, but not the liabilities of the corporation. <laughs> so essentially they're like, we now own all of your work, but we don't have to pay you for it because we didn't buy that part we just bought all the good stuff Mm -hmm. man that man i gotta i gotta try that on my landlord man yeah (laughs) what if what if yeah what if they're like oh you owe me this much for rent i'm like i didn't actually use the sink that much this this time i want to pay you a a, a 500 dollars less right right what this is saying is i could just start a corporation in the seychelles yes and i could sell my student debt to that corporation and then say that I that I sold all that, and then the corporation would say, "Hey, we bought the assets, not the liabilities." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, why don't we do that? Yeah, what the hell? Let's do a lineal's court and just buy all the student debt in the world. <laughs> if Disney wins this, we could do. Yeah, that. I don't. If, yeah, yeah. Disney, 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 work them. for us, please. Yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, let's go. But basically. I'm not a person who knows a lot about the law. All right, oh, I know yeah. a few things. I know a lot about bird dangerous. law. I don't know anything else. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a tree law guy. Yeah. Um, but I know that you cannot buy a contract without buying the whole goddamn thing as part of the deal. You can't buy the part that makes you money and not the part that requires you to pay some money for their work. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how it works. At that, at, at that point, why would anybody just if you just buy everything if you only got the good parts? Yeah. What do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus and so, Christ. my thing is though, ha, like Alan Dean Foster cannot be getting that much in terms of royalties to justify trying to blow up the entire contract system as we know it. Like yeah. I don't know what their play here is. I thought at first that it was an error that somebody said something stupid, but no, it is literally that's their strategy. They're going to take us to court. I mean, what kind of what kind of precedent? I mean, of course, there's it's positive precedent we just talked about. What kind of precedent is this going to set for the future for any any kind of you know mergers or um, asset reallocation between big corporations? It's going to be fucking. A lot of people are going to get fucked over in this scenario. Yeah. Well, 
I've read analysis from people who actually do know the law, and their their report is this would be like like throwing the contract, throwing American legal system into, into a black hole, essentially. Yeah, you have no idea what would happen. And all this just event to horizon. Save, who the fuck knows? All this just to save like. Probably just like a minuscule amount of money too. Yeah, I mean, I imagine let's let's money. say that even if he's making big bucks off of residuals from eighty-year-old novels, they're like he. It's a maybe a couple thousand a year, and that's like really, really generous. Yeah. So, just pay the man. Pay any. You're Disney. Pay everyone you owe money to. And it's not just Lucasfilm. They're also claiming this for the, the novelizations that he wrote for yeah. Fox. Because he wrote the Alien novelizations back in the day for the Alien yep. movies. Okay. And they're claiming that also when they, when they bought Fox, they only bought their assets, not their lives. Actually, you know, better yet, I'll just argue, when they tell me to pay my student loans, I'll just argue, oh no, I borrowed the education. I didn't, the money, I, that was on you. You <laughs> offered that to me. I didn't need that part. Of it. I just needed the education. So you, just, you can just zero that out for me, please. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> what the hell? One of the most bizarre things I've ever seen it's in my crazy. life. Crazy! You can't do this. So I don't know what uh, what's going on here. Apparently, Disney uh, off- did offer to meet with with Foster, but they they asked him that he sign an NDA before they meet, which is not apparently standard. So he said no. Yeah. I. T- who the fuck knows, guys? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. This this is what happens when you when you let companies do what they want. They do this dumb shit. Yeah, and it's the funny thing is that the thing I always go back to is that at the end of the day, there are people who are meeting in boardrooms. Well, I guess now they're meeting on Zoom calls, and they are discussing this stuff as if it's oh no, they're like oh no, this is yeah, this is this is what we're supposed to do. This is the new strategy. Is we have to say we own the good stuff, not the bad stuff, and that's and everyone's like oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's real. No one is mentioning how ridiculous it is. They are like, no, this is a sound legal strategy. And every time I think about any fucked up decision in the world, it, there's just people talking about it as if it's mundane. And they don't laugh about it. They don't feel like it's in, insane. They just talk about it. Regular day. It blows my mind. Yeah, how do you go home at night like knowing this is what you did with your job that day? Yeah. It would be like an air traffic controller who, like, intentionally crashes a plane into another one, and it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I gotta, gotta have one, one happen every day again, I right? I can do that. And then, like, what if he meets with another air traffic controller, and they're both just like, I think I'll crash, like, two or three planes a day, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I might, I might do four or five, who knows, I'm going, it's the weekend, baby, it's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun, you know? <laughs> Go crazy. Also, the cherry on top of this whole thing But Marcus, thing you would know you were an air traffic controller at one point. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cherry on top of this is that uh, Foster currently has cancer. Oh. Wow. Not, not a great cherry. So he could use the cash, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Disney clearly doesn't give a fuck. So this is the wildest thing that's happened for me the entire week. Like, don't know what the fuck anyone's thinking over there <laughs> at Disney. But there's too I'm many balls in the air right now. Society. There's so many things you gotta keep up with just to stay abreast, you know? And that that's yeah. a big one. That's a really important one. It might not be political. I mean, I guess, I mean, in the end, everything's political. It might not be presidency or the election or stuff, but that's like an important thing that is gonna really decide how giant corporations are gonna get to treat their contracts and assets forever, potentially. 
especially for for artists. Yeah, it's a big thing for artists. Somebody has already. I remember somebody saying on one of these analysis I read that like the unions and the guilds are going, and the, the talent agencies who get a cut off of that commission, that royalty, are going to. <laughs> they are melting down right now because yeah. it would it would kill their entire business. Yep. So like it probably won't happen because of course it won't. I mean, but the thing is, what DC's gonna do here is gonna they're gonna go to the court with Foster. He's gonna have to fight it, and at the end they'll still lose, but it'll be a drop in the bucket, and he'll be out whatever money he had to pay his legal team to fight. Unless he gets funded by all these talent corporations. I mean, what if what if they all want to throw their lawyers in the ring? Which would be smart. Yeah. So you never know how far this could go. If you got. I know Disney's big, but if you have every talent organization and a publisher and stuff fighting against you, it you know it could get bloody. Yeah, hopefully, I hope I hope this all resolves yeah. well for Alan. Because I didn't think about that until right now, but yeah, like if I'm a publishing company, I want my fucking money too. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's crazy. If your if your if your entire revenue stream is five percent off of their royalties of of how many authors you have, this is like getting kicked in the dick. Yep. So well, before we go. Yep. Let's talk about something fun. Yes. Uh, for each, for both of y'all, I guess, and I guess myself as well. Got any recommendations for people out there for stuff you've been watching or playing or enjoying in your life? Um, I've been having, I've been really enjoying uh, Fargo season four and Eric Andre show season five. I think, I think they're both, uh, I mean, very, very different programs. But <laughs> yeah. oh, and of course, The Mandalorian. But fuck Disney. Um, but yeah, Fargo has been really good. It, it's, I mean, the first two seasons of Fargo are so good, it's hard to say this one's better, but this one's like up there with the first two is like really, really good. And they're, they're doing a longer season. It's 11 episodes instead of 10. So next weekend is the finale. So if you want to catch up and watch the finale as it happens and do that, it's, it's great. Uh, as for me, I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact. Of course. Yeah, it's free to play, blah, blah, blah. I like it. I'm going to play it. Nothing wrong with and, that. Uh, oh, freak. And uh, the Animaniacs reboot. Yes. Woo-woo. I haven't checked Woo-woo, that out baby. yet, but I've got to. Whew. I've heard good things. Smith, yeah, how about like, you? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching uh, the Queen's, Queen's Gambit, Gambit on Netflix. Yes. Ooh. Love it. Which is pretty good. Uh, Me and my wife bought that, a chess set because of how much we loved Queen's Gambit. <laughs> By the way, this shows me realize that chess is like some alien shit from a different universe. Oh, no. I yeah. cannot See, understand. See, my wife that. knows how to play, and I don't. So when she taught me all the rules, I was uh-huh. like, "How do pe- how do you play this game? Like, and especially at that level where it's just like every single move you're thinking 20, 30, 40 moves ahead. How do you- how is that yeah. possible? I'm sorry, I-, I don't get it. Well, someone's like, I move my 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 rook to you know king five, and then they're like, like Oh my god, fuck! Now he can now we can move bishop to g seven, and then his his knight is gonna take the fuck. That's it. That's the game. I just lost. <laughs> it's the Bertulli strategy, yeah. everybody. They just they just don't we love it? <laughs> you just gotta use the Watson defense. Gun. They just did the scotch opener. I'm fucked. I didn't prepare for this one. <laughs> also, also, I don't know the difference between check. And mates. Oh, me neither. I thought it was checkmates. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not the only one who knows how to play oh, no. chess between the three of us. I know how to play now, and I, I now okay. I have a better handle on the check and mate thing. But for beginner players, it is kind of hard to understand when check happens. But mate, you can uh-huh. always understand when it happens because. All right, very, very quickly, check is when your uh, king is in danger of being taken, but you can still avoid it. Checkmate 
is the end of the game. You, you mean the other person's king is in danger of being taken? Right, whoever's and king you, it is. Whoever you is same check, check, you yes. have the advantage at the time. Okay. But what's mate? Mate is when check your king is taken or they give up. Yeah. The end of okay. the game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So why do, I, why do you sometimes say checkmate and sometimes you say mate? Okay, so let's say I'm, I'm chasing your king, all right? One of my pieces can Not take. My king. Yes, one of my pieces is in position to take your king. That's check. So you're gonna move your king because if you don't, I'm gonna take it and it's gonna be checkmate. Uh huh. So while you're moving, escaping and stuff, I should be backing you into a corner where you can't uh-huh. make a move out of check to get you gotcha. into checkmate, so the game can end. <laughs> So Marcus is our is our chess genius. This is good to know. I am not a chess genius, but apparently here I am. (laughs) (laughs) The Scorpio maneuver is happening right now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, yeah, there's books on chess. They're replaying their own matches over and over again. I know. If you go on, I mean, one of the most thrilling things I've I've done this year is I've I've gotten into uh, chess on Twitch. And I mean, you're you're on Twitch. You're watching grandmasters play. And it's crazy. Like, I want, there's the most famous one. His name is Hikaru Nakamura. He's one of the best players in America. He'll literally, because like on the chess.com, you can like plan out all the next moves like while you're playing. He'll go, he just goes, I'm going to go here, 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 and here. This guy's going to go here, 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 and here. And then the game happens exactly that way. And, and, just, <laughs> and he plays bullet chess. So it's chess in like a minute and a half. Like, you just play oh, that man. quickly. It's crazy. I don't. I can't do it. I should, think they're fucking with us personally. I think it's all fake. We should definitely have a, a chess tournament here for the Illennials. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I think, personally, that the best chess you could watch is the Salty Teemo version, which would be two idiots playing yeah. chess against one two, another. Just dunces. They think they're playing checkers. They follow the rules. They follow the rules, but I want to see them play chess. Yeah. Two um, people who don't know the fuck they're doing. Okay, so me and you. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. We should yeah, play, we should play chess. Do it. Teach me how these things move. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Yep. And, uh, hard, uh, gonna, gonna tell everybody hard uh, pass on, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That game sucks big time. Do not play I it. I haven't played it, but it doesn't seem very interesting to me, so. So, is that a podcast, everybody? That's a podcast. Think? That's a podcast. All right. Well, I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kanazeris. K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Also stream on twitch.tv slash Um Just recently started my first ever Master Mode play of Breath of the Wild. I'm going to try and do um, the All Shrines uh, nomination run. So. Cool. Is that the one where you have like 1 HP? You don't have 1 HP, but um, all the enemies hit harder and have... I mean five times as much HP as they do in the base game. So, okay. yeah. Alright, and I'm Marcus. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And I do that for the Pop-Pop podcast. For the Pop-Pop, pop Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown. And he also streams on twitch.tv slash the Ben Powell. Um, he's been having some, uh, some fun on his channel as well, so go check him out. Alright, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't get under it. Fuck uh, Nintendo of America, uh, free melee.
Oh shit! Yes, yep. free melee. Just for uh, also a little backstory in the outro. Uh, big tournaments are going on for melee. Melee can't be played in person because of COVID. This one man spent six months of his life making an online version of melee that is better than Smash Brothers Ultimate's online, which was made by a team of developers in Nintendo, and they are now putting a cease and desist on tournaments because they don't like that a third party program has been used to play their game. Garbage. Yep. Garbage. Free melee. Yes. Fuck Amazon. Fuck Disney. Yep. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from Nigeria to New York, that's the Arena's <laughs> Podcast, baby. We're out. out. Peace.